Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today, I am joined by Liv Bowser, founder of Liberate, which is a place to strengthen your mental well-being and enhance relationships with others and yourself. Liv, welcome to 20 Tim Minutes. How are you? I am so good. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for taking the time. Now, I feel like most people hear studio and they think it's like a real physical fitness type thing, but yours is a little bit different. It's more of a mental fitness studio. Can you explain what Liberate is? Yes. Yeah, it's exactly that. We are the first mental fitness studio. So a lot of us, myself included, up until recently, think of a fitness studio and you think of a yoga studio, maybe a cycling studio or a boxing studio. And we essentially took that model and applied it to mental well-being instead of physical well-being. So instead of heading to a Barry's Bootcamp class and lifting dumbbells to tone your bicep, you come to our virtual studio and we move and we journal and we talk and we meditate and tone our mental muscles like courage or resilience or gratitude. What are some examples of, of like uh, journaling? Like what would you what would you guys be writing about? So many things. <laughs> our, our five mindfulness things that we focus on in our classes are getting present, getting courageous, getting grateful, getting proud, which is like self-love, confidence, things like that, and then getting resilient. And within those five themes, we have hundreds of different prompts that we pull from and focus on, you know, make a list of things that bring you joy and then ask yourself, you know, how you can incorporate some of those into your week. Or maybe we're going to, you know, make three columns and explore different parts of our life that we're grateful for. There are obviously a million different gratitude prompts and just wellness prompts in general. So we really pull together a few different ones to focus on building a specific muscle throughout the class. How does one, I know I have trouble with this and I know a lot of people do is like the self-love feeling self-proud of yourself. Because sometimes when you say things that you're proud about, you feel like you're being too like uh, egotistical almost in a way that that's how I feel. Like what are some like suggestions or what are things that you do to help people feel like they're not being uh, a dick when they try to pat themselves on the back? Yeah, that that's so common. And something I always say is you're not bragging, you're being proud. We have worked X amount of years on earth to become the person that we are today. Obviously we're still a work in progress, but we deserve to celebrate who we are and that's not bragging. That's just literally being proud of all the work we've put in to come this far and to be this great. And it is a muscle. So it's super unnatural. The first time you do it, it feels really hard. We have negative voices in our head telling us you're not funny. Don't write that down. That's not even true. And, you know, kind of challenging you as you try to explore what you love about yourself. And that's why it's so important to train self-love just like it is a bicep or a tricep, because the more you do it, the more you even contemplate those questions, even if it's really difficult, the more natural it will become to speak kindly to yourself and build yourself up instead of put yourself down. And you've had this, what, since about May 2020, Liberate? 
Yes. Yep. We just celebrated our first anniversary. Oh, congrats. Congrats. And now the name, the name and everything stemmed from you. That was all you. Yes, that was, that was all me. I was in a yoga class, a hot yoga class, probably like three years ago. It was a long time ago. And well, I guess it's not that long, but it feels long in terms of time. It long. Um, and the instructor told us to liberate our practice. And it felt like such permission for me to just exist and breathe and take some pressure off of myself. And I really loved when she said that. I think the word holds a lot of power. Um, so that's, you know, if, if even just seeing our name on a shirt or on a website can give you a little bit of a breath of fresh air, that's what we want to do. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Now, what is it? Is it like just a, how many people are in a class at a time? Do you guys interact with each other? Is it just one-on-one? How does that work? We have community classes and those, you know, it can be anywhere from two people to 50 people, depending on the class that you're joining. Sometimes we do classes that are more specialized for a specific team. And so if that company has a team of 10 people, that's who's in the group. If they have a team of a hundred people, that's who's in the group. So we kind of cater the flow of the class based on how many people are joining and there is an opportunity for interaction we're really big on community and lifting each other up and getting stronger together so it's always an option to interact whether you're sharing over zoom chat or you're sharing vocally you know over zoom it's whatever you're comfortable with but it's so great to hear like what other people are finding inspiration with or what other people struggled with from the self-love exercise and we all get stronger together. Right. I, I always feel like uh, they always say, what is it? Misery loves company. So when you feel like someone else is in like the same boat, having the same thought process, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy too. So you're crazy with me. So it's great to feel. Totally. Well, you're like, that exercise was so hard for me. It was so hard for me to come up with things I loved about myself. And then everybody else says the same thing. So even that process allows you to stop beating yourself up so much because you realize you're just human. Everyone else is dealing with the same struggles and that's okay. We're just here to work on ourselves. You know what it is too. I think with that is people don't want to be the first one to say it. Like they always say like, you'll, if you're thinking it, a million other people are thinking it. And I always was like, yeah, you're right. Because I was that kid in high school was like, there's no stupid questions. I'm like, okay, let me try. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's the biggest it's like giving a presentation in class, you don't want to go first, but everyone else is as nervous as you. Yeah. That's why with our class leaders, whether it's myself or another leader on our team, we always share first. We're never going to be like, who wants to share if we haven't led with vulnerability because what nobody else wants to share first. Like everybody <laughs> wants, you know, see someone else lead by example and be vulnerable. And that's why we call ourselves leaders as opposed to teachers or guides or anything like that, because we're really just, you know, taking that first step and encouraging everyone to come with us. I'm just thinking of the idea of like a class about anxiety and asking someone who wants to go first and just, just being riddled with more anxiety. It's like like a vicious cycle. It's like, all right, topics, anxiety, who wants to go first? And everyone's just like, no. Exactly. Right. Like that is not what we want to do. The goal is to leave your stress and anxiety behind you or work through it. Never leave with more. So everything's optional. You know, you can modify any part of the class and every part of the class so that we meet you where you are, as opposed to saying, Hey, this is where you need to be because that's not helpful for anyone. Now my timing is always so bad. Now, May, 2020, was that like right when COVID hit or was that in the midst of it? It was what we like thought was the peak, 
before we knew how long it was going to go on for. So yes, okay. it really started more in March. May was lockdowns. Everyone was fully at home at that point. And I had originally had the idea of opening an in-person studio, just like all the fitness studios we know and love and doing that path. I had never even considered virtual you know, resources. And when COVID hit, I took that as a sign from the universe that this is going to happen now. This is not going to happen how you planned it, but people need and want support and this can do that. So I just started personally leading the classes last May. And then we started to build out the team as we gain more momentum. How did you get something like that to catch on so well? Because I looked at your site and you've been featured on like Forbes and health. And I'm like, during the pandemic, it's like, how do you get something like that out to the masses, let alone have it work for so many people and be so successful? Great question. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not easy, but luckily for us, mental health is kind of becoming more and more of a mainstream topic. People are becoming more and more open about the conversation. I mean, I didn't even know really what anxiety was a couple of years ago. I don't think I was ever talking about it. And now there's a lot more conversation around mental well-being, And especially during the pandemic, people who had never felt anxious or stressed before had yeah. all-time high levels of anxiety and stress. Like everybody was looking for a solution and mental health and mental well-being just became such a huge priority for humans as a collective that I think a lot of publications were looking, I mean, they were looking for Liberate. They were yeah. looking for something to help. And I was just, you know, raising my hand and shouting as loud as I could, pick us. Um, and, you know, we got some coverage. This was really great. That is fantastic. I like that a lot. Um, now, with the way you started it, did you have any prior like issues that you knew mentally that you were like um, that brought you to this point that you wanted to help other people, or anything that uh, an instance that happened in your life? I definitely had my fair share of anxiety and stress, and it, you know, wasn't anything like super horrible that happened to me, but it would be, I drank too much coffee and had a panic attack that lasted for two hours and totally derailed my day. Or I got in a fight with a significant other and I was, you know, sick for the next two days. Like I wasn't able to manage my emotions as they came. And so it turned into this like super heavy spiral that I had a tough time getting out of. And I didn't, you know, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel so like weak or out of control physically. I felt really, really strong physically. And I started to recognize how weak, for lack of a better word, I felt mentally and really wanted to change that. Like I felt so uncomfortable with that fact and I wasn't sure how to change it. And that's when I really started checking mindfulness out and, you know, exploring yoga and exploring meditation to see maybe, you know, all these woo woo people are right. And it does kind of help you feel better. And I was felt like I was backed into a corner. So I was willing to try anything. I love the the term the woo hoo. Uh, <laughs> I always like hearing that. I feel like yoga is such a big staple with mental health. Like I want to say the majority of my guests I've talked to are like all yoga practitioners, yogis. I don't know what the right term is. Either. What is it? Yoga ers. I don't, I don't know. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Yogis or yoga practitioners, I would say, are good. 
I, I got in, that's when I first started losing weight and getting in shape was because of yoga. And I've always liked it. I like stretching. I'm a short guy. So when I stretch, I feel like I'm tall for a half a second and it just feels good. Like your back, your knees, everything. And it's like, everything's so connected with your mind and body. It just makes sense that yoga is a pretty much staple for everyone that's in physical health, mental health. Yeah. I think it's a really great initial step too, if you're brand new to mindfulness and you know, meditation and things like that, because you're still moving. So if you're kind of uncomfortable with the concept of stillness. Yoga is a way to get into a more meditative state while still moving and starting to explore your mind and body as one, but not feeling like really alone with your thoughts. Yet. Yeah. There's definitely a tough meditation seems tough to me. I slowly try to look into it. I love yoga because I can just just sit there and be like, all right, but like meditation seems like a whole different thing. Like, how do you, I don't know if you can, but like, how do you get people to like, even try to get into like yoga or meditation that say like, it's too slow or they can't like relax during it. That was a lot of, you know, the thought process that went into creating a liberate method, because I know a lot of people who don't like yoga. And most of the people I know don't meditate because it seems boring or slow or, intimidating and they're not interested in stretching for an hour or they're not interested in sitting for an hour, which is totally reasonable. But yeah. these modalities have so many benefits that I was wondering, you know, how can we create a workout where people can still get the benefits of all these modalities and actually like them before they get bored or before they get turned off. And so with the liberate method, you're only moving for about 10 minutes. You're only meditating for maximum 10 minutes and it's guided. And it's at the end of a class where you've already moved and journaled and started to relax and connect with yourself. So it becomes this really enjoyable grounding practice as opposed to just randomly sitting down in silence and you're not even prepped and you're like, I'm still thinking about 20 million other things. You know, my goal with everything we do at Liberate is to make mindfulness as approachable and accessible as possible and so by creating kind of an energizing and dynamic workout around it it doesn't feel so stiff or woo woo or whatever you want to call it right now i feel like a lot of people probably lose track of this because i was like seeing it from other people's standpoints running a, a business not easy you're doing really well you're doing something that helps a lot of people do you have days that you're like um this is tough or like maybe you feel like you're not doing a good enough job or just mentally, like in the back of your head, you're like, you're getting stressed out trying to help other people. Are you like, are you living up to expectations? Like, do you have thoughts like that as, as someone that owns a business like this? I definitely have my moments of this is overwhelming or am I doing the best thing possible for my people? You know, I have a team of four other class leaders and some interns and it's important to me to be creating value for everyone in the community. That includes the people who come and take library classes and the people who are on the team. But to be honest, the practices that I do at Liberate and outside of Liberate that are a part of our method are so helpful with my confidence and with my resilience that when I have a moment of doubt or I have a moment that's super challenging, I know exactly what to give myself to get through it. Like go write a list of things you love about yourself, go dance around a room, call a friend. You know, there are so many different things that I can pull out of my back pocket for when I'm having those moments of, again, kind of weakness that they are much more fleeting than they used to be. 
I'm not only the owner, but I'm also a member of Liberate. I like that. That's just a great way to sell it too, because if it works for you, it works for everyone else. I always, I, the reason I ask that is I feel like everyone always just sees someone that like owns something or is doing successful, that everything is just fine. And I feel like a lot of those people get kind of forgotten because they don't know how their, their mind's working right now. They have a lot going on, especially when I see like other businesses, like just like restaurant businesses where someone's happy doing good and then they fall under. It's like people got to check up on these people, good or bad. So I always like to see what people's mindsets are when they're doing so well in life that how are they keeping that positivity? Is there any negativity? How are they getting over that? But that is good to hear that you're pretty much practicing what you preach, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I honestly am like, I don't know how you could be an entrepreneur without meditating and journaling and doing yoga because it, I honestly, like, I don't know if I could hang. I don't know if I would have the mental skills to be able to deal with the loneliness that comes with it and the overwhelm and the responsibility. Like, it's definitely a lot, but I have trained my mind to be really strong. So, you know, there's nothing that I can't handle, I don't think. What else do you do be, besides uh, Liberate and yoga? Do you have any other like fillers that you, you go through to keep your day filled up? Do you I have any other hobbies? Of, <laughs> I have a lot of hobbies. Um, I go for a lot of walks, I, which is, I mean, it's, you know, kind of meditative walks too, but just being outside in nature and taking breaks throughout the day with what I do. I work pretty much every waking hour of the day, except for when I am moving or meditating or practicing mindfulness. So I read every morning. I go for a walk eh, at least once a day is my goal. I do yoga every day. I try to journal a few times a week when I feel like I really need a boost. Journaling is really helpful for me whenever I'm having kind of a tough day. And I try to stay connected with you know, loved ones. I think there's a kind of a, a notion that as an entrepreneur, it's work, no fun. You can't go to the barbecue. You can't see yeah. friends. You gotta just work 24 seven and you do work 24 seven, but you're going to be able to work, or at least for me, I'm going to be able to work for so much longer term. If I take a break on a Saturday and go to the beach with a friend, or if I meet up with a friend for a walk after work one day during the week, because those things fill up my cup. So I think I'm really attentive to what fills up my cup and what the status of my cup is so that I don't find myself, you know, a year and deliberate so drained, haven't refilled my cup in a year. And I don't want to do it anymore because that's not what I'm after. That's great. Going outside is, is like a must, even just going for little walks. It, even like when I don't want to go outside, I'll be like, I'll just go lay on the hammock. And then I'm like, okay, this is good. This is way better than sitting inside and doing totally. nothing. Always. Um, now we talked about this in passing when we first talked and I, I couldn't wait to bring this up as well is, so we talked about a little bit of anxiety and realizing when you might've had it. Now you had an experience when you were overseas, right? With a plane. And you said this story mad casually where I, I was like, hold up, let me, let me get a pen and paper and actually take this down. And you don't really talk about this. No. I took, I, I don't know how it came out of conversation, but it was fantastic. But you have to, we have to, we have to dive into this. I don't know how you got it. I don't know how it came up because we were like hanging up, I think. And then somehow the plane came up. I'm not sure. Um, but it is really interesting because I'll just say this before I get into the story is yep. that 
there's so much reflection to be done. And that's why therapy is really great. And that's why journaling is really great. And even just talking with other people about your life is really great because you can pick up on patterns or moments that have impacted you and then can, with that knowledge, you know, maybe kind of change the landscape of your mind or whatever. Like by telling you this story, we both were like, wait, is that what triggered my anxiety? Yeah. And it honestly might've been, which is just so kind of interesting and cool that I'm learning that now, I don't know, seven years later or something like that. Um, but basically I had been studying abroad in college. I was on my way home from Europe and so excited to go home. I was really, really homesick. And we took off on the plane and we heard this super loud noise as we took off and everyone's kind of like, whoa, what, what, was kind that? Of, what kind of plane is it? Delta. Okay. Delta. So it's like a big, it's not like a little plane. It's like a big, big. No, like... no, 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 no. It's an international okay. flight from, you know, Madrid to New York. Whatever. Okay, perfect. So it's big. So they got the three middle rows, the rows on the side. Uh, I'm on okay. the side. I'm right over the wing next to this lovely woman. I don't know who was a very, very nervous flyer. And I'm a pro flyer. I'm like, this is no big deal. We're just on our way, full faith in Delta. And the loud noise shook us a little bit, but nobody seemed to really care. And the pilot came on and said, you know, we popped a tire when we took off. It's not a big deal. We have plenty of extra tires, you know, see you. Yeah, that happens. Like it was, it was super casual. So I have my music on and I'm just hanging out. And the woman next to me starts freaking out a little bit, maybe 10 or 15 minutes into the flight. And is like getting my attention and telling me that there's a hole in the wing. And I'm like, that is, you know, when the wings come up, like there's yeah. kind of a hole, like this is a non-issue. We're fine. Put the window down, go to bed. And she won't stop freaking out. So I'm like, okay, let me just look. And I look and there is literally a hole in the wing. There's a hole in the middle of the wing where what we find out later, it was a hydraulic that had been knocked out and was sitting on top of the wing after the tire had popped. It had like knocked it out of the middle of the wing. And there's all this fluid spewing out of it, which to me, I know nothing about planes. And I immediately think that's gasoline and we're all about to blow up. Yeah. So I have a full-on bridesmaids movie, like Kristen Wiig screaming on the plane, waving to get the flight attendants shouting, there's a hole in the wing. I'm like, excuse me, we have to do something. And she comes running over to shut me up and realizes that I am in fact right. And there is a hole in the wing. And so then she runs over to one of those midway plane phones and calls the pilot. And, you know, 30 seconds later, the pilot comes on and says, uh, we have a, you know, technical issue. We're going to have to turn around and go back to Madrid. Then we comes on later and tells us he has to dump gas. We're not going to make it to Madrid. And we're only like 10 or 15 minutes away at this point. But we had to make an emergency landing in a field outside of the airport. And everybody on the plane is coming up to my window, even though everyone was supposed to be seated, to see uh, the hole. Uh, Some guy who thinks he knows stuff about planes is telling me what's wrong and freaking me out. And so <laughs> this woman and I become great friends because we're experiencing this together. And as we land in the field, so technically kind of a crash landing, the plane takes off going so unbelievably fast on the ground 
I was like, there's no way, there's no way we're going to not go back up into the sky. Like we are flying on the earth. All of the masks came down from the ceilings. The overhead compartments are opening. It's so crazy. There are fire trucks driving alongside of our plane because the wings are on fire and they are like ready and waiting if the plane ever slows down to put out the fire on our wings. Oh my God. And because we're in a field, there's a bunch of mud that gets stuck under the tires. So eventually the plane comes to a stop and the pilot comes on the loudspeaker, whatever it's called. And his voice is so shaky. And he's like, so what happened is um, the hydraulic controls the brakes and the steering. And so when we landed, we lost control of the brakes and the steering. So they were just, we were just cruising. Just waiting. Yep, just waiting to see if anything would happen. Then we had to get, you know, like buses come and drive us back to the airport. We couldn't get on a plane until the next day. It was this whole dramatic thing. And I essentially saved the day. Um, So then I was later rewarded by Delta. But I, it's just so, the craziest part of this whole story to me, honestly, now is the fact that I do think that that experience likely triggered my anxiety and I'm only finding out seven years later. I'm, I'm sure I would have had anxiety anyway, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was really like later that year that I started becoming much more anxious, I think. So yeah, that's, um, that's my plane story. It's a re- yeah. Just, just a casual plane story. Hopefully no one's listening to this on a plane right now. Oh my uh, God. Oh my God. Or in an airport. I will say, you know, I'm here now. I'm safe and I still yeah. fly and it's all good. Delta has some really sturdy equipment that uh, that will make you land. Now, did you, have the, did you have to jump out of the thing, like into like the, you know, like how they have the like uh, cushions or whatever you jump that out of? a little slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got was, to do that? Mm-hmm. You got yep. to live the brochure life. Yeah. <laughs> But luckily I didn't need the mask or anything. Like there was never an oxygen issue and the, you know, the plane didn't, I guess, really crash. Yeah. It landed, but it didn't stop. It's going to be a word for it. It wouldn't be crash. It'd be like a fender bender. Maybe be like a, I don't know. Whoops. (laughs) Like a, I don't know. It was, it was definitely a, hopefully once in a lifetime experience. Um, How many times have you flown since? So, so many. Yeah. I was, I had like, you know, some medication to calm me down for the next couple of years on planes. Yeah. I don't sleep on planes. I am super alert. I am, you know, making sure that the plane is okay at all times, but I am not as, as anxious as I was immediately after. Do you big league people when you come on the plane? Like, you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stopped uh, Bowie number 752. I'm the highest level of elite at Delta. So I feel like they probably know. Yeah. You should have like one of like the gold, like badges. I should something. have a badge. I, I should, should at least get to go to the sky lounge for free at the very Straight least. Straight up. I'm sending this episode to them right now. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, honestly, I'm going to email them. <laughs> Did you see them open the ex- uh, emergency exit door on the plane? No, I don't think so. I think it was too far in front of me. I was back oh, in. I always habit. wanted to see that. That is a remarkable story. Well, I'm glad that it had it ended up in a positive way down the road. Totally. Yeah. And that is like that is not just a story you just like bring out, which you did. Again, I remember because we were chatting initially and my wife was next to me and she does not do well flying. So I think we were talking and I put my headphones in because I didn't have my headphones in at the time and I didn't want her to hear. And I was like, What? It crashed? What happened? And she's like, What are you guys talking about? I'm like, nothing. 
a car. Yeah, it was a terrible uh, Delta car shuttle crash. I was like, I didn't know what to say or anything to her. But yeah, that is a remarkable story. And thank you for sharing that with me. I um, You got the exclusive. I know. My plane story. You've done so many interviews with other podcasts. Now I have that. I have that in my hand. That I'm like, you want to hear a good plane story with Liv Bowser from Liberate? Well, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Move over Health Magazine and NASDAQ. Um, now let's uh, let's finish up. So where can uh, people find Liberate? Where can they where can they get signed up? Where can they find you on the internets, the social medias? What do you got? So our site is liberatestudio.com. Pretty straightforward. You can try our on-demand library out there. You can join a live class through our site. And then our Instagram is at liberatestudio. And we have tons of, you know, wellness, mindfulness tips and tricks posted every day. And we also do a free 10-minute meditation every day on our Instagram. So if you want to just dip your toe into mindfulness and learn a little bit more about it. You can definitely join those sessions live or, you know, on the feed afterward. I was going to say this earlier when you said that um, you, I think you came on the plane, you said you, you were like, um, like they pretty much saved the plane. I don't think you might've had a joking tone, but like, that's something you can be proud of. Like how you say it's like things that you're proud of. Like you should be super proud of like that whole incident that happened. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I probably could have been a little bit more calm. Uh, it was before I became a regular meditator. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, yes, I think it's a very fun story because everyone was safe and okay afterward. Yes, yes. And when when we came into this conversation laughing, uh, I, I, that is good because yeah. if it was the other way around, it wouldn't be as good. Probably wouldn't be telling it. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, what do uh, what are some of your um, members say about Liberate? If um, like if they had to, what, like, what are they saying about Liberate to their friends? You think? I know what they're saying to us because we, you know, I I'm a digital marketer by trade, and I want to look at data and survey people and make sure that we're creating the most necessary and productive environment possible. So everyone honestly says that they come into class and feeling, you know, typically anxious is the most common feeling people come in with. And the most common feelings they leave with are calm and confidence. And we have, you know, room for people to leave us testimonials or leave us feedback. And the resounding response is that, people just feel better, like more connected to themselves, more calm, more confident, more present, more joyful, whatever maybe the theme is specifically of the class. You just leave feeling like you've had a chance to breathe. You feel a little bit lighter and better is really the key word. Awesome. I like that a lot. I definitely got to check one out. You said I could come to one. So uh, oh, yeah, anytime. Right, yeah, I'll slide right in there because um, I have all the anxiety I can give. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> we don't um, guarantee we don't guarantee breakthroughs, but they often happen. No, she's guaranteeing breakthroughs, people. That <laughs> no. you, heard, you heard it here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, definitely check it out. I I like what you have going on. I love the idea. Like when you first when we first talked, when I heard mental health fitness studio, I was like, what is that? And then we talked. I was like, that's such like a genius idea because you don't see that out there, and just to do it and do it really well is something you should be proud of. Thank you. Well, your show is something you should be proud of. So everybody go write a list of all the things you're proud of. Yep. Right now we'll do 20. So we can coincide with 20, 10 minutes, okay. one a minute. Okay. 20 is a lot, but you guys got it. I believe in you. 
Be a pop quiz down the road. Um, I usually finish with this at the end of the uh, episode. Now, I usually ask for someone three things that they're grateful for. I think we could go three that you're either proud about, or you can go three that you're grateful for. I think with the whole theme of being proud, I wonder. I know you're proud of your business, but like maybe there's some other things that we haven't talked about that you're proud about. Totally. I love, I love, I actually. I'm not allowed to touch my phone in the morning until I say three things that I'm grateful for same at night. So I love that you end the show like that, but I'll do proud to stick with our theme. So three things I'm proud of. And I always want to do like more present kind of attributes versus thinking about something I'm proud of that I did when I was six. I'm like, what am I proud of today? What did Mm -hmm. I do today? Uh, I'm proud of the way I prioritize health because I started the day with my yoga meditation ritual. I am proud of the relationships that I'm building through Liberate with yourself and other amazing human beings. And I am proud of my improved relationship with coffee because I used to have a really negative relationship with coffee and I've worked on it. What's your favorite type of coffee? I normally just do black coffee from Phil's, which is a West Coast chain. It's amazing. Um, but I get real jittery these days, so I kind of stick to more decaf. <laughs> oh, see, I, I never, I, I always do black coffee myself, and I try to, like, meet myself off it every so often, so I'm not, like, used to it. But, yeah, I've never, i never done the decaf route. Like, what is the benefit of decaf? I love the taste of coffee. I love the culture of coffee, the smell of coffee, the ritual in the morning, how it feels warm when it's, you know, cool and gray out like it is right now. Um, and you get a little bit of caffeine. It's not a hundred, you know, it's not a hundred percent caffeine free, but you're still able to have the experience of coffee without for me having the anxiety or the jitters, or I'm like starving after I drink coffee. I have to yeah. eat when I drink it so it just it helps me stay more balanced <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be 10 times better if coffee could just hydrate you like coffee I mean like water yeah <laughs> it'd be 10 times easier 10 times easier now my last question here this is what I also do too is I think of everyone's theme song so say you're walking out to the arena of like a fight or like anything the curtains open up Liv Bowser enters the arena and the music plays what song is playing for you this is so corny, but the first song that came to mind was Happy by Pharrell Williams. You know what? That is not a bad pick. That is a good one. Because I feel like if you were a professional wrestler, you would be a, a face, which means a good guy or a good girl. So that actually would make sense. So I like that pick. Oh, good. What's yours? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, no one usually asks me the, these questions back. Um See, I listen to like, I'm that guy that like listens to music that people don't really know, but I don't like talking about it because I don't like having these conversations. But uh, it's called uh, Dr. Octagon Earth People. What, what is it like? Hum it or do something. <laughs> Just do something. Um, it, I can't even, it's, it's like, I can't even explain it. Is it, is, does it have a big beat? Is it upbeat? Is it No, it's like, it's like very like, it's like, it's like kind of like that tone. It's, um, but let me try to think of something that you might know. Like what type of music you like? Who's your favorite band of all time? Hmm. Favorite band of all time? Gosh, these are tough questions now. Yeah, I I bring the heat. Yeah, that's not liberate related. So that makes it really hard because that's the only thing I can talk about. Um, Favorite band of all time. Oh well, what's, what's Honestly, a song? What's a song that you use for liberate? If you were gonna meditate or go uh, have a yogi, 
event. <laughs> yeah, no, like say like, yeah, no, say like you're trying to relax. Like what would be a song to get you into that mood? Oh, okay. Well, first my favorite band is Panic at the Disco. I have no okay. shame. Uh, and secondly, the song to meditate to, I don't meditate to any music or anything typically. Um, so it wouldn't be for that, but for yoga, I love doing yoga to Maggie Rogers and John Mayer, just like easy, chill background music is what I like. That newer John Mayer song is really good. I forget the name of it. Um, I've always liked it. He's so, so crazy. Good. Insanely good. Um, yeah, I can't even think of any other songs I would love. But yeah, I'll send you that song. You'll probably hate it, but it's a good jam. Um, I will listen. Yeah. Um, Liv Bowser, thank you so much. Uh, everyone check out Liberate Studio. Say hi to her. Tell her I sent you. And she's going to be like, why? Um, but Liv, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with me with 20 Tim Minutes. I hope you have a great day. I'm very happy and proud of you for everything that you've done. I love you so much and take care. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.